Hello everybody, it's Melissa, I'm back, and I'm about to leave for Europe, specifically for England. We're going to England, Gray and I are going to be in London for several days, and then we're going to Bath. And then we're hopping over to a tiny place called Weston Supermare where Gray's grandmother was from, uh, and Gray's grandmother passed away last year, so we're gonna go sprinkle some of her ashes over there on the beach. That's where she grew up. She's told us all sorts of stories about that place. From what I hear, it's just like a tiny little beach town. That's There's like not a ton of stuff going on there, but uh, we wanted to get over there to see how it is, what it's like, pay tribute to grandma. So. It's going to be kind of a quick trip. I mean, not a quick, quick trip. We're going to be gone for nine days, which is a long trip, but also like, um, I feel like sometimes when people go overseas, they stay a lot longer because it's just like a longer flight and it's more effort to get there and get acclimated and stuff with like the time change and everything. But really, um, for one, the nine days is like as much as we could afford because <laughs> every day you're there it's like hotels and food and entertainment and all the things so like nine days was kind of the cap also um for me just barely dipping my toe into overseas travel this is the first time I've done this you guys <laughs> never been overseas never I mean I've been outside of the the states but that's just to go to either Canada or Mexico which Honestly, it doesn't feel that much like international travel to me, especially Canada. Canada's similar to the U.S. and in many ways. Um, oops, hang on. Let me turn on my do not disturb because I always forget to do that. And then sometimes I get interrupted and my recording shuts off. Um, okay, so, so yeah, this is my first time going overseas and I feel I'm really anxious about it. Um... And so I, I felt like nine days was going to be good. Like that, that was the number, like 10 days. Once I got into double digits, for some reason, my brain was like, that's too long. <laughs> so I made our trip nine days. I don't know. It just seemed logical to me at the time. Now that it's booked and we're going, I kind of wish we were staying like a day or two longer. Um, and I know once we're there, it's going to fly by. Like for me sitting here thinking about being away for nine days, that seems like a long time. But I know once you get to a place and you're there, um, that time flies by, especially if you're having fun. Um, you know, that saying time flies when you're having fun. I guess that's why that's a saying. So excuse me, I just burped. Oh my goodness. How embarrassing. I hope you didn't hear that. Um, I was snacking in the car just now when I was taking, uh, my daughter to swim practice. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, it's been a time, it's been a time getting ready for this trip. Um, I do have a lot of anxiety surrounding travel. You guys know this. I've done a couple of episodes on travel, um, different aspects of travel that I have a hard time with. This seems to be at like kind of a whole other level just because we're going to be so far away from home um, that for some reason um, it's seeming different. I mean, I know it is different. It's different than domestic travel, but like, I'm very aware of the fact that it's different. I guess my brain is like focused and obsessing about how we're going to be on another continent, I'm going to a different continent. 
And for me, like, things that I haven't done before like this tend to be really scary for me. Um, and it's tempting to let that fear sort of keep me stagnant. And I, I don't want to let it do that because I, I do want to travel. I want to be a person who travels. And I need to just rip the band-aid off and get this one over with. And then I feel like I'll be okay. Once I see that I can do it this time, then I'll have proof that I can do it. But going into a new thing and being like, can I, can I do this? I don't know what makes me feel like I can't do it. It's just like I've flown before. Like it's walking onto, you're just on the plane for a little bit longer, which is the thing that's freaking me out. To be honest, I, I don't like that. We're going to be on an airplane for nine and a half hours. That's, that's the thing that's really got me in a little bit of a kerfuffle over here because I, there's many reasons. Um, but the biggest reason for me that, that I have a hard time with flying uh, is that I feel trapped. So, because you are. <laughs> There's no getting off the plane, right? It's once you're on the plane, the doors are locked and you take off. You're, you're in the plane for the duration. You're not, there's no getting out of there. To me, that is an extremely scary feeling. It almost, it makes me feel claustrophobic. Like I can't get off of this plane even if I wanted to. And I don't know. Um, I think a lot of people that have a fear of flying have like the fear of like crashing or something. Like even Gray said to me the other day, like, what are you nervous about that it's going to crash? And I'm like, God, don't even speak about that. First of all, I'm so superstitious. Um, but I'm like, you know, funny enough, like that's not the top thing on my list that I worry about. Yeah, sure. I have an anxiety riddled brain that always goes to the worst case scenario. Um, so of course, somewhere in my mind, it's like, Oh, well, what if the plane crashes? And especially because we're over the water, you know, we're flying over the Atlantic ocean. It's, you know, it, I'm like, yeah, that, that thoughts in there for sure. But like, especially if you hit turbulence and stuff like that, God, turbulence, Lord help me. Um, but that's further down on the list. Like the biggest worries are being trapped for nine and a half hours and not being able to go out and escape even if I wanted to. What if I need some fresh air? Can't just open the window. Um, from, okay. And then, okay, wait, 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 wait. I was about to go on to another thing, but yeah. Okay. So being trapped, one big thing. Um, two, <sighs> I have a problem with germs and being trapped in a giant tube of recirculated air with a bunch of people for nine and a half hours um, is, you know, not ideal. It's not ideal. And I'm the person who like has the Clorox wipes in their bag. And I'm like, why, as soon as I get in my seat, I'm like wiping everything down. I'm wiping down the tray table. I'm wiping down the seat. I'm wiping down the armrests. I'm wiping down the seat belt. I'm wiping down everything that I'm going to touch around me. The, the wall that I'm sitting next to, the window shade thing that goes up and down. It's all getting wiped down. Because I don't know how much they're cleaning these planes in between flights. I don't know if they go that deep. Maybe during the pandemic they might have, but like nowadays like 
what are they doing? Sorry, I just bonked into my closet door. Yes, I'm sitting in my closet. We're going back to closet moments here. Closet moments with Melissa. Um, I just, so sorry, I just bumped my closet door. If anybody heard a, a bonk and a rattle. Um, so yeah, it's, it's the trappedness, the germs, and then I'm worried about panicking. Um, I did have a panic attack one time on an airplane and it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. Uh, I was flying to Denver to visit my brother when he lived in Colorado and it was about a four hour flight and I did not have Xanax with me because I don't think I had, I I don't think I had any inkling that I might need it. I, I don't know. It was, it was during a weird time in my life. So, um, so I had a panic attack on the airplane. I mean, it had to be for the entire probably first hour, maybe hour and a half of the flight, maybe even longer. I can't even remember because if you've ever had a panic attack, um, you probably know that kind of every, at least for me, I don't know what panic attacks are like for other people, but for me, everything around me, I sort of lose track of everything. Everything comes, becomes sort of like surreal to me. It's weird. It's like I'm looking around through different eyes and hearing things through different ears and feeling things through different senses. You know, it's just very, it's very odd to be in a panic attack mode. Um, and panic attack is, I'm, I mean panic attack when I say panic attack, because there is a difference between a panic attack and an anxiety attack. But panic is where you are full on, like you feel an impending sense of doom. You actually feel like you're going to die, but you don't, you don't know what is, what it is that you think is killing you. It's just, you're, you're about to die. That's the feeling. And your heart gets racy and you feel nauseous and you feel clammy and sweaty. Um, I sometimes feel lightheaded, like I'm going to pass out. Um, it's a, it's a really really terrible feeling. So anyway, ever since that happened on my way to Denver that one time, um, I'm always like a little bit nervous that that might happen again. And that was during a time in my life when I was having, um, a real problem with panic attacks. I was having them regularly. So it does make sense that I, that that happened. Like I wasn't surprised that it happened. I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm panicking over like the stupidest little things lately. So it didn't surprise me that getting on a plane would cause me to have a panic attack. Um, so, but ever since that happened, you know, when something happened, one happens once and you're like afraid that it's going to happen again, panic attacks are very much like that because once you have one and it's so awful and debilitating, um, the fear of having another panic attack itself is enough to bring on another panic attack. (laughs) So it's like, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're like, it's very, it's a very odd position to be in. And that's why this happened to me. And I know a few other people who I've talked to about panic attacks have said the same exact thing where it's like, once you have a panic attack, most of the time you'll start having more panic attacks because the panic attack was so awful. The first one that you're like, Oh my God, I don't want another panic attack. And the more you worry, you can just like send yourself into one because you're just like panicked about the panic. This is just like the story of my life and how my brain works. You know, it's, 
it's fun. It's great. I'm having a good time. Um, so anyway, that's another worry is I'm always like, okay, am I going to panic? But then every flight I've taken since then has been short. Like I'll fly up to Seattle to see my mom and that's a two hour flight. Or I just flew to Texas and that was like a four hour flight. No big deal. I'm like, if I panic on one of those flights, fine. It's not that long. I'll make it. It'll be over soon. But nine and a half hours. I mean, I guess the good news is, is that you can only have a panic attack for so long and eventually it's going to end. And then I'll probably be so tired the rest of the flight that I'll just pass out and sleep. (laughs) Um, I do have Xanax this time for the trip. Um, I call it my comfort Xanny because I don't really, I've never, okay. I don't want to say I don't ever have to take them because I don't want to jinx it. Um, but so far when I've had Xanax with me, I've never had to use it because the fact that I have it available makes me calm because I know if something were to happen, if I were to have a panic attack, that I have the remedy right there. I can just take a Xanax. I don't like taking Xanax. I honestly don't like the way it makes me feel because... I have a theory about this. I I feel like I don't like the way it makes me feel because it makes me calm and I'm not used to being calm. So it freaks me out how calm I feel. And I don't like it. Probably just because that is such a foreign feeling to me because I function at like a medium level of anxiety all the time, right? I'm just like, I'm an anxious person by nature. So like when you take a medication that makes you fall like so far below your baseline, uh, it's like odd. You're like, this is too, I am having too much relaxation right now. It's not right. Something's wrong. Um, so I'd rather not take the Xanax if I don't have to take the Xanax. Um, but I will, I have it and I will if I need to. And so just having it really brings me a lot of peace. So I have some, have some, I got it in my carry on. It's going to be fine. So there's that. Then there is the whole like, oh, is the plane okay? I have trust issues. I really do. I'm like, okay. All it takes, really. I mean, granted, I don't know much about what goes on behind the scenes at airports. (laughs) I really don't. Or like the mechanics of planes. Um, But I feel like there are lots of people that have lots of jobs to do when it comes to like airplane maintenance, preparation for takeoff, you know, getting like transitional stuff between flights, like getting planes ready to go long distances, all this stuff, right? There's a lot of people involved, a lot of cogs in the machine. And to me, I know whenever humans are involved, there is a chance that's that an error can happen. I mean, humans, we make mistakes sometimes, right? And I guess putting all of that responsibility in the hands of others and just trusting that everyone's on their game, everyone knows their job, everyone's doing their job correctly, no one's messed up that day. Maybe, oh, oops, I accidentally didn't tighten that thing that I was supposed to tighten down and now that's a big problem. Like, I don't know. Like I said, 
this could be just me making things up in my brain because I really don't know (laughs) what goes on behind the scenes at airports. And I'm like, is there that much that goes into it? In my mind, there must be, right? It's this gigantic machine made of steel that's flying through the air. Are planes made of steel? I don't think they're made of steel. They can't be, right? Why don't I know very much about planes? I think I need to research a bit about planes. Should I do that before I go on my trip? I don't know if that would be a good idea or a bad idea. (laughs) Anyway, it's a big, heavy airplane. It has to go into the air and fly for a long, 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 long distance. And to me, I'm like, well, if someone, if like one person maybe messes up one little thing, you know could be bad. I don't know. So it is a trust thing. It's like, oh, you have to trust the pilots. You have to trust the people that got the plane ready. You have to trust the people that built the plane. You have to trust a lot of people. And I'm not good at that. I'm not good at trusting people (laughs) at all. Um, It's one of my (laughs) really endearing qualities. Um, so yeah, there, there is that part of it. And so, you know, there's a lot, a lot that goes into, into preparing to fly. I've had kind of a tummy ache for several days. Oh, I did have a meltdown, you guys. Oh my God, I did. It's been so long. It's June now, and I haven't had a meltdown since October. So I made it a long time. Uh, but I did, it did happen. It happened two nights ago, I think. Um, yeah, it was Saturday. I remember that because the thing that sent me into meltdown mode, I think that, you know how there's like the, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? It's like the one event, no matter how minor, that's just like the one thing that triggers the cascade. It can be the smallest thing. My thing that triggered it was the fact that I got a sunburn. And not only that I got a sunburn, it was because I got a sunburn even though, even though I wore sunscreen, first of all, and I stayed in the shade, but the shade that I was in We have like one of those little pop-up shade tents that's like a little dome that you sit under. It's for the beach. But so I was at um, one of Danica's swim meets, my daughter's swim meets. Um, And it was really hot that day. It was like 90 something degrees out, 98, 97, something like that. So hot. And we're on cement because the pool deck is like surrounding the pool and it's all cement. There's no shade there. There's no trees, anything. So I brought the pop-up shade tent, but it's like a light blue color, like a really light blue color. And I think the sun just penetrated through, to be honest, because I was sitting in there all day. I wasn't in the sun. I don't burn easily. So like for me to burn, especially if I'm wearing sunscreen, I have to be like really like just chilling in the sun for a long time. And I wasn't, I was sure to stay in the shade. And so I looked it up. This is a fun fact that I did not know that if you have a lighter color sunshade or a lighter color like umbrella, like a sun umbrella at the beach, that um, you can still get burnt through that. So public service announcement, guys, because I had no idea. 
I didn't know that. I know that like sometimes um, sun can like penetrate through clothing and stuff like that. But honestly, like that's never happened to me. And like I said, I don't burn easily. And I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I got sunburned <laughs> even though I was trying really hard to not get sunburned. And I got like the funkiest tan line where it's like my bra strap and then my tank top strap separate from each other on my shoulders and I'm just like no because I'm about to go on a vacation where I like want to wear cute stuff and now I have like these very prominent noticeable ugly tan lines and I was pissed so anyway and also sunburns are just annoying I'm annoyed that I got a sunburn because I don't want to be mean to my skin like that and I'm annoyed that I got a sunburn because they hurt um so yeah, I was pissed. I was pissed that I got a sunburn and then the whole week had been very busy. I worked three 12-hour days in a row. I then my daughter had swim stuff like every single day that I was off. It was like and it's always travel stuff. It's always like, oh, we got to go here, we got to go there. It's an hour away, it's an hour and a half away, it's 20 minutes away. Like it's never close by. Um, and it's like swim stuff is so long. It's like several hours. So it was just like a really hectic week. And then underlying all that is me just being extremely kind of in the back of my mind, stressed about this trip and just getting there. Once we're there, I'm going to be fine, but it's just the getting there. Um, and you know, when you're just sort of like low key stressed about something, but really you're kind of high, high key stressed about it. If you're being honest with yourself, um, that 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 was already elevating my um like to elevating me to a level where I was more likely to melt down you know what I mean like I'm already heightened and then I had a busy busy week and then I got a sunburn and that was that oh I got a sunburn and then Gray and I got in an argument I forget what we got in a, uh, what did we get in an argument I don't even remember it wasn't anything big but that was also stressful. We got in an argument that morning, Saturday morning. Um, it was just a lot. There was a lot of things going on. And I just like, by the time bedtime rolled around, I was like, no, here it's coming. And it came. And it was fine. It was, I mean, it was a regular meltdown. I just like had my usual uncontrollable crying. And, you know, you guys know. You know what meltdowns are. So that happened. So I have to change my sign now from it's been this many days that you've had a meltdown. No, I don't have a sign like that, but I should. You know how like on the job, on like construction sites and stuff, it's like it's been this many days since someone's had an injury. <laughs> it's like it's been this many days since Melissa had a meltdown. So that sign went back to zero days if I had one. Um, and then I was just kind of wiped out after that like, you know, you know how it goes. Uh, um, I did have, oh, you know, I talked a bit about that energy drink that I'm using, um, on the last episode. Okay. If you didn't hear me go into it, go listen if you want to know more, cause I'm not going to like go on and on about it again, but it, the next day I felt super foggy and weird, because it was post meltdown day and 
you guys know how that can be and recovering from that can be really hard and um it, it helped pull me through that day let me just tell you that the that magic mind helped pull me through <laughs> um I'm not saying it's a cure for the post meltdown funk but I will say that uh, I felt better than I usually do and I was happy that I had it that day to take. These are little like energy shot things. The people at Magic Mind reached out to me and see if I wanted to try these things. I was like, I don't know. I was hesitant because I'm weird about caffeine and I'm really glad I decided to try them. They have matcha in them. They have stuff in there, um, adaptogens that are for like helping you stay calm and other something else in there for like focus. And, uh, it's really good stuff, you guys. Um, like I said, I'm not going to go on and on a ton about it again in this episode, but, you know, I have decided to partner with them and, um, if their product is helping me, I'm going to tell you guys about it. Um, and it is, so it's good. I'm, I do have like a, an affiliate link and, a a code for you guys. If you guys want to try it, I'm going to put those in the show notes, um, it's magicmind.com slash mjtasha, T-A-C-I-A. That's my name. And the code is Melissa20. And it gets you, I think at first it gets you up to 50% off your order, um, off of your first order. So that's a good deal. Um, yeah, so go check it out. Magic Mind. It's cool. It's good. Um, but yeah. After that day, after Sunday, I got, I got through, got through the day and, uh, now, so now that I got that out, um, because, you know, sometimes when it's building, I should have known, I should have known because I've, this has happened to me enough times to where I should be able to like feel it coming, but maybe because it's been so long. Um, I feel like when you have so much building up, that you can kind of sense that you're going to have, it's going to have to come out. And still to this day, I haven't figured out how to let things out slowly. Everything stays in until it all has to come out at once in like a big explosion of meltdown madness. Um, And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. I'm working on, um, getting started with a new therapist. It's, it's an office where, um, gray goes, actually it's the LGBTQ center here in Fresno. They actually offer free counseling. Um, gray thought they would try going there because they just felt kind of more comfortable going to a place that they knew was super inclusive being non-binary and everything. And, uh, they've had a really good experience there so far. Cause I was like free therapy. I don't know. And it's done by students, which nothing against, um, therapy students or anything, but I'm like, um, I don't know. Like it's students, it's free. Like, mm. uh, we didn't know what to expect, but gray has been having like a really positive experience there. So I reached out to them too. And it's a long, it's kind of a little bit of a wait before they can get you in. Cause they have a lot of demand, but I feel like hopefully they'll be able to get me back or get me in there soon because I do, I need to get back into therapy guys. It really does help me so much to be able to sit with someone and process things. And I do feel like that was 
a big part, it was a big help in, in like helping me avoid, um, getting to the, to the point of meltdown, uh, because I did have that outlet every week where I was forced to, I was forced to sit. I mean, not forced. I mean, that makes sense. I was there on my own will, but like you are when you sit down in therapy, like that's what you're there for. Like it is time to talk about you and only you. And it does force you to sort of just like sit with yourself and be like, what is bothering me right now? Like, what do I need to get out? And I feel like that is a healthy way to like slowly release tensions. And so I'm, I'm thinking that once I'm back in therapy, um, it's going to be a lot easier to sort of, um, start managing my stress a little bit better. Um, because yeah, I just, like I said, it's, it's hard to know how to do that appropriately for me. I just don't, I don't know why, but it just is. Um, so yeah, that's on the horizon, thankfully, cause I do really miss going to therapy. It really does help me. Um, and I like that it's a LGBTQ center. Um, and hopefully they have experience with neurodivergence. Gray has talked to them about, um, has talked to their therapist about like ADHD and autism and stuff. And they seem very open-minded and receptive to talking about that and not shut downy at all or like gatekeepy or like, no, you're not, you don't have this and no, there's no way your partner has this or whatever, all of that stuff that you might expect from certain, uh, types of therapists. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. <sighs> now I'm just rambling. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up because I've been talking for 30. Okay. So I didn't even intend for this episode to be about my travel, but that's just what it turned into. I was going to have it be about something else. Um, but I just started talking about the trip and I couldn't stop. So I guess that's what I needed to talk about. You guys are my therapists right now. I'm just like, hmm, what do I need to talk about now? And I just talked about it. So <sighs> I don't know if I feel better. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't know if I, I don't know if I feel better after talking about it. I just, I still feel really anxious for this flight, but I'm sure I'll be fine. I have Gray with me and they're pretty good at like helping me through my moments. So that's good. And, uh, yeah, everyone just <laughs> thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Uh, if anyone's in England, I'll be in your neck of the woods. So Hi, you might feel my presence. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Uh, I will let you guys go. Not before I mention, though, the store, the OTJMA store. I have some merch on there, uh, some t-shirts, some cups, a tote bag. Uh, it's all stuff that I've designed myself. I'm going to add more to it eventually. I just need to find the time to like sit down and be creative and do it. So eventually that's coming. I have had some people request that I make some stuff that's less kind of obviously autistic. Like some people aren't like really open or out about their autism. So they're like, can you make something more subtle? So I'm like, sure. Maybe something without the logo on it or without, oh, that's just my autism on it or whatever. Um, so I'll work on that. I will. I understand that point of view. We're still wanting to like rep and support the podcast, which I appreciate so, so, so much, but without wanting to be like, Hey, I'm autistic world. Cause let's face it. I mean, if you listen to my episode last week, I have a problem with that too, which I'm, that's another big thing I'm trying to conquer right now. Um, 
So yeah, there's the store. I'll put the link to that in the show notes in the episode description, whatever you want to call it. And uh, there's also the Patreon. If you want more content, you can listen to episodes, uh, bonus episodes with me and Gray, if you're a Patreon, and you get access to our uh, Discord server that's like a private little community of people on Discord uh, that are all listeners of the podcast, and it's like just a super cool, inclusive a supportive community of people and it's just great over there we're always having a good old time and uh i'm adding i'm adding one more perk soon but it's a surprise what it is so you guys don't get to know yet okay i'm getting hot in my closet so i'm gonna get out of here uh wish me luck on my trip and i will talk to you guys when i get back okay bye